0: Father, we just want to thank you once again this morning. Lord, you are good and your mercies endure forever. Lord, even though for many of us it was been, it was a trying week, we thank you, Father, that Lord, you came through and you are coming through. Thank you, Father, for being with us and Lord, through the week. And this morning, even as we are here gathered together as your children, On this day of rest that you have ordained for your people to come together, I pray, Father, that Lord, this very Spirit of God, the Lord of the Sabbath, Father, will minister this morning to each one of our hearts. That we will be that we will be able to hear, O Lord, very clearly what the Spirit of the Lord has to say to each one of us in this last hour of time. Father, this morning, once again, O Lord, come at this ministry of the Word into your hands. Speak to us. It is your Word. And therefore, this morning, we just want to magnify your Word about every situation that we are going through. Let it be small. Let it be big. Father, your Word is the final authority, and it will have the final say. For you said in your Word, the heavens and the earth will pass away, but my Word will never pass away. And therefore, this morning, Father... Even as we listen to your word, I pray, Father, that we will change our minds, that the Spirit of the Lord, the Spirit of grace, Father, will grant us the gift of repentance, that we will repent, that we will change the way we think. And therefore, O Lord, the way we act. To that end, I pray that you would bless the speaking and the hearing of today's word. Speak to our hearts in a special way this morning. Anoint us afresh to speak and to hear and to obey. For in Jesus' name, Amen. Amen, every Sunday, um, when we come to the ministry of the Word of God, we just want to turn ourselves no um, we might get disoriented through the week by various trials situations, what have you, but the purpose of the Word is to bring us back repentance, as we heard yesterday, initially it is like a it could be a radical conversion, but when we progress with the lord it's take making those course corrections because we always we are prone to wander that's the reason why the hymn writer says prone to wander lord i feel it prone to leave the god i love and therefore uh even in uh, hebrews chapter 12 he says we should uh, uh, pay careful attention to the things that we have heard so that we will not drift or go astray therefore this morning We want to look at one one particular passage of the New Covenant, of the Old Testament, as to how we come back to that relationship with God and establish ourselves strong and firm in that relationship with the Lord. We just want to look at that passage. Before we go there, let's look at a few verses, familiar verses. Uh, Romans chapter 15, verse 4, it says, For whatsoever things were written before were written for our learning. Now, through the patience and the comfort of the scriptures, we might have hope. It's through the study of the Old Testament, especially when we when we're talking about the Old Testament, we are not talking about um, uh, just the principles that we might get from the Old Testament. It is how we live the life of Christ. Um, because When we look at the patterns in the Old Testament, it is just not principles that we have to draw. We have to see what the life is expected from a believer who is in Christ. The gospel has two parts. The first part of the gospel is when you hear and when you become a part of the body of Christ in that you are in Christ. And once you are in Christ, the behavior a person needs to have in, in terms, in that you, you know for, yourself, for sure that you are in Christ. There is a behavior, there is a pattern of a lifestyle that is uh, that is uh, uh, in keeping with a person who is in Christ. So we'll, we'll, we start, when we study scripture, we study with that intention, right? So today this morning we want to look at one passage, a few verses. Uh, From 2nd Chronicles chapter 15, uh, very familiar, maybe for some of you, for some of you may may not be very familiar. Let's uh, read uh, the context in which this particular passage is is uh, placed in. Uh, It says in 2nd Chronicles chapter 15 and verse number 5, it says, And in those times there was no peace to him that went out, not to him that came in. There was no peace to those who went out and there's no peace to those who come in. But great vexations were upon all the inhabitants of the countries, and nation was destroyed by nation, and city of city, for God did vex them all with adversity. There was a there was a turmoil. There was a play, there, there was a there was an environment of unrest. Nation, of course, uh, when you look at this particular word nation, uh, you have a parallel in the gospel according to Matthew chapter 24. This is what it says in the gospel according to Matthew chapter 24 and verse number four onwards. It says, and Jesus answered and said to them, take heed that no one deceives you for many will come in my name saying, I am the Christ and will deceive many. And you will hear of wars and rumors of wars, see that you are not troubled, for all these things must come to pass, and the end is not yet. And it says, for nation will rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom, and there will be famines, pestilences, and earthquakes in various, various places. All these are the beginning of sorrows. The word for nation, of course, um, is uh, ethnos, from which we get the word ethnic group. Um, of course, we're just not talking about the gender. I mean, it's not talking about the DNA. We are also talking about a lot of groups these days. Mm. Uh, LGBTQ, hyphen, etc. Okay. Uh, we'll come to that uh, in a while. Nation, rising against nation. Ethnic group against ethnic group. Everybody fighting for rights. And why, why is this turmoil happening? Because God is allowing it. There's a tremendous vexation of the Spirit. And why does God, why is God vexing and frustrating the plans of people so that in the hope that perhaps they might search Him, they search for Him. You see, that's the reason why He says in, uh, uh, in the Gospel according to, I mean sorry, in the Acts of the Apostles, Paul, Paul says, God has uh, uh, designed the, the, the boundaries of the nation so that perhaps that they might seek God. Even though they are, he is not very far away from them, and why does God allow these situations to come into come into our lives? One of the things that He does it so that our focus will not be on this world when we look at all the things that are, that is going around. Especially we as believers, as Pastor was saying, as praying, as, uh, as he was praying, he said, "Did not Jesus did not come to die for our dreams, but for our souls?" Okay, we have so many dreams, no? Dreams of making a career or building, what have you, we could, whatever those dreams are. I'm not saying that those dreams are per se necessarily wrong, but that is not the reason why Jesus came. The purpose of of Jesus coming was that we get to know him and we also get to know the purpose for which he has created us. These two things are very important. Why God saved us and we also have to know as to why he saved us. So what does God do? Uh, Once he saves us, and uh, a lot of us, especially, I mean, we have our own testimony. Once I was saved, I said, thank you, Jesus, for saving me. I got baptized and said, great, now for my life now. I want to live my life, I want to build my dreams, and I want to do whatever it is. And through the process, I want to serve you also. I I want all this, and I also want to have heaven. But you know, God has a different purpose for each one of us, especially uh, for all of us, especially when when you come to this church, we keep on reiterating that. And if God has a purpose for you, he will vex and frustrate your plans. Okay, take this. It is a done deal. If he has a purpose for your life and you are trying to disobey him, he will come hard after you. You can run away from his presence and you can sleep down. There, down, deep down, in, uh, in, in uh, and, and you can have the sleep of the guy who's got this guilty conscience trying to shut off all the voices of the call of God over his life. But God is going to raise up a storm and get your attention. Okay. He might even kill you. Okay. All right. So, get... I mean, these, are, these are serious things. These are life and death. Okay. See, one of the things I have realized, I don't want to play with this. The purposes of God is life and death. I just do not want to play with my eternity. The more I've studied the word, the more I minister, the more I become a part of the church. One of the things I've realized, I don't want to play God. I don't want to play. I mean, I don't want to play God in my life. I don't want to play church. This is life and death. Lord, what is your purpose? Let me finish it. Okay. And no matter what comes my way, whatever corrections that I have to make and whatever corrections I have, I've already made up my mind. Lord, you can say chi to me. But I'll still serve you. My, I've got my mind made up. You see, and all of us have to make a decision right now. Come, whatever may, Lord, I'm serving you, because this is life and death. So frustration, I mean, God was frustrating the plans of people. And this is this happened uh, during that time, and look at what it says in Second Corinthians chapter fifteen, uh, verse five. He frustrated, vexed the people, right? And then verse three also. Talks about why there's a frustration going on in the world. Second Corinthians chapter 15, verse 3. Now for a long season, Israel, and who is Israel? The people of God. That is a type of the church. They had not been with the true God. It is not that they don't they did not have a God, they had a God, but it was not the true God. Okay. They do not have the true God, they do not have the knowledge of God. They did not have a teaching priest and they did not have the law. You see? For a long time. Why was this tremendous vexation in the world? Why is there so many frustrations that is going on in the world? The purpose, the reason is, the, 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 the solution to the entire problem is not the world. The solution to the entire problem is the church. The church is supposed to be the salt of the world and uh, the, light, the light of the world and the salt of the earth. Right? And it says, for a long season, people of God, the people who had a covenant relationship with God, the people who had this, this, this law that God gave them, the, the God said, I'm, I, I have made you, made unto, unto myself a kingdom of priests and a holy nation that through you, that the law of God should go through the, all the nations of the world and they failed. And it says, for a long season, long season, Israel was without the true God and without a teaching priest and without a law. Well, this was my testimony too for a long season. I was worshipping my God. I was no, I did not did not have a teaching place. I mean, I had teaching. I was going, I was going to the internet and listening to a lot of other people, and I was very satisfied that I'm listening to the word, but that is not the that's not what he's talking about. And they were without law. Look at what it says in we know this verse very well, Hosea chapter 4, verse 6. My people are destroyed. Why? Because Of lack of knowledge. And then he says, Because you have rejected knowledge, I also will reject you from being a priest unto me. There was no genuine desire to know God. See, once you know God, things will not be the same. It will change. And then it says, They didn't have, did not have the law. What does it, what does the law essentially do? We heard, if you were uh, following the, the the prayers online, Pastor was talking about the restraining influence, right? The restrainer. The restrainer is not outside, the restrainer should be where? inside of our heart. The law should be written inside of our heart. And that's the reason why it says in Proverbs chapter 29 verse 18, look at what it says, where there is no vision, the people perish, but he that keepeth the law happy is he. But look at what the NIV says, where there is no revelation, people cast off all restraint. There is no restrainer. There is no restraining influence over their lives. And where is where is there no restraining influence over their lives? It is in the church and not outside. And that kind of overflows into the into the community. That is the reason why in 2nd Corinthians chapter 11, Paul says, For, but I fear lest somehow as a serpent deceived Eve by his craftiness. So your minds may be corrupted. I don't want your minds to be corrupted. I want you to know the true God. Okay. Come under the teaching of the word of God. Accountability. And come under the restraining influences of the spirit of God. Where the spirit is Lord, there is liberty. That is in, that is in the heart, Right? And then, in this situation, something fantastic happens. I'm gonna, I'm gonna divide the message into two parts. The message and the response. Okay? First we need to understand the constituent elements of the message first. And once the message is there, why the message is given and what should our response be? How should our response be? Alright? The message and the response. So that we all, every time we go astray, we come back to that relationship with the Lord. If you have gone astray. You have been going after your own dreams. Today you can, you can learn from the word of God and say. How do I come back to that living relationship with the true God. Under the authority of a teaching priest. So that the law of God is established in my heart. The restraining influence of the law of God is established in my heart. And I have a clear vision as to who God is in my life. And I follow him with all of my heart. So let us see this passage. We'll let's read through uh, a few verses. Uh, we'll look at look at uh, prim, uh, we'll do a preliminary glance, and then we'll go to the s- basic constituents of the message and the response. The message and the response. There's seven elements of the message, and there are five responses. And together, how many do we have? Twelve. Government of God. Okay. Seven elements of the message, and the five responses God is des- God is desiring from each one of us. Together, the government of God should be established in our lives. Amen? Let's read. And the Spirit of God came upon Azariah the son of Oded, and he went out to meet Asa. And he said to him, By the way, it's very interesting. You know what the word Asa means? Asa means healer. Asa means a man who is acquainted with sorrow and grief. Who's he? Okay. A type of a believer who is in Christ. You see that? He's Asa Isa. Very uh not going to the, I'm not making a message out of it, but just, that's, that's an interesting observation. The Spirit of God came upon Azariah, the son of Az, uh, Obed or Oded. Uh, Azariah means God has helped me and Oded means the restorer. Okay. So, so many words over there. And he, and he went out to meet Asa and he said unto him, hear me Asa and all Judah and Benjamin. The Lord is with you while you be with him. And if you seek him, he will be found of you. But if you forsake him, he will forsake you. Now for a long long season, Israel had been without the true God and without a teaching priest and without the law. The first thing that you need to understand, it is the spirit of God which came upon Azariah. See, the messenger is irrelevant. Who is speaking? The messenger is what? Irrelevant. Who is speaking under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit? All scripture is what? Given by the inspiration of God. Right? So, the, the very first thing that you need to understand is, the very first lesson that one, one has to uh, uh, realize when you read through the scripture is, when you read through scripture, what is God expecting from us? He is expecting that the lordship of the spirit is established in our lives. The lordship of the spirit. Doesn't matter who the messenger is and what the message is. Who the messenger and what the message? If it is inspired by God and if it is coming under the anointing, it has been given under the anointing of the Holy Spirit and it has got the authority of the backing of the Scriptures and the person of Jesus Christ and the Spirit of God, it is imperative upon us to respond accordingly. And what is God expecting? That the Lordship of the Holy Spirit be established in our lives. Very important. That is the reason why it says in Second Corinthians chapter 4, verse 16, it says, sorry, uh, Nevertheless, when one turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away. Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is what? Liberty. You shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. One of the very important lessons for all of us, which, whichever message you listen to, who, whatever message you listen to, and which, whoever is a preacher, what is God expecting at the end of it? The Lordship of the Holy Spirit has to be established. Because who is the restrainer? The Holy Spirit. He is the restrainer. And when there is no no revelation, what happens? People cast off all restraint. But happy is the one who obeys your law. But where is obedience? Obedience is from the heart. And what does he do in the new covenant? He doesn't write the law which is outside. The law is written on the tables, uh, tables of our heart by the Holy Spirit. So the lordship of the Holy Spirit has to be established in our lives. And this is a very, very important lesson for all of us. Never take these things lightly. Amen? Let's move on. Let's read through. Second Corinthians chapter, Chronicles chapter 15 verse 4, and when they were in trouble and did turn unto the Lord of God of Israel and sought him, he was fond of them. And in those times there was no peace to him that went out, nor to him that went, that came in, but great vexations were upon the land, all the inhabitants of all the countries, and the nation was destroyed by nation and city of city, for God did vex them with all adversity. But then, The spirit of the Lord which came upon Oded, he's continued to speak. He says, be strong therefore and let not your hands be weak for your work shall be rewarded. And when Asa heard these words and the prophecy of Oded... The prophet, he took courage, put away the abominable idols out of the land of Judah and Benjamin and out of the cities which are taken from the, uh, from Mount, of, Mount Ephraim and renewed the altar of the Lord that was before the porch of the Lord. And he gathered all Judah and Benjamin and the strangers with them out of Ephraim and Manasseh and out of Simeon, for they fell to him out of Israel in abundance when they saw that the Lord his God was with him. All right. And he, they entered into a covenant to, to seek the Lord. God of their fathers with all their heart and with all their soul that whosoever shall not seek the Lord God of Israel should be put to death whether small or great, whether man or woman. And then, and they swear unto the Lord with a loud voice and with shouting and with trumpets and with cornets and all Judah rejoiced at the oath for they had sworn with all their heart and sought Him with their whole desire and He was fond of them and the Lord gave them rest round about. What did the Lord give them? Rest. Roundabout. You know, this is one classic example as to how do you labor to enter into God's rest. Okay. <laughs> so many things we are supposed to do. <laughs> in order to ensure that we have rest round about. That we are in, at rest. What is rest? That we, our relationship with God is absolutely perfect. And our relationship with our brothers and sisters is absolutely clean. Okay. So as I said, two parts of the message. First, the message and the response. So let us look at the constituent elements of the message. That this man, under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, we don't even know this prophet, by the way. Okay. This guy comes and he goes. Some obscure figure. All right. So he just comes and he goes. He's not like the major prophet Isaiah, Jeremiah. You know, it doesn't matter. God, there's a lesson here. doesn't matter who the preacher is. We need to listen. Let's look at the message first. The message. First thing. Hear ye me, Asa and all Judah and Benjamin. That's the first part. Second part of the message. The Lord is with you if you are with Him. What is that? The Lord is with you if you are with Him. Third, if the Lord is with you, period gadu. Comma. Okay, you got, you got that, no? Third, if you seek Him, He will be fond of you. Fourth, if you forsake Him, He will forsake you. Fifth one, be strong. Sixth, let not your hands grow weak. And seventh, your work will be rewarded. Did you get that? Seven parts. Hearing me. How does it start? Here We'll come to that later on. Okay. Sorry. So first is that you hear. Who should hear? Asa has to hear. And all the people. See, you know how does, how restor- restoration starts anywhere? Be it a church, be it a home. It starts with the leadership. Hear the words. Asa and all Judah. Let's look at the first part. So what comes with hearing? You will say, faith comes with hearing. And hearing by the word of Christ. Romans chapter 10, verse 17. So faith comes by hearing. And hearing... Through the word of Christ. Alright, I just have an example. So Peter, you be ready, okay? You're my example for the day. Apostle Peter, okay? Just imagine Apostle Peter and Cornelius. I'm Cornelius and that is Apostle Peter. Okay, let us, let us enact this, alright? Faith comes by hearing. First, what, what do you need is faith? And faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. That's the first part. You know, there's a second part many people what when God speaks a word he intends it for two purposes. First, faith has to come and through faith what do we access? Excuse me? Grace. So grace also has to come. Right? So hear the word of God first faith comes. So how does grace come? That is important. Right? So hear the words first faith comes by hearing and Second part is, oh sorry, okay, okay. Sorry. <laughs> My goodness, the new computer I thought was, <laughs> it was going crazy, okay. Power comes by receiving. Yeah, that is important. How does power come? Receiving. let us uh, uh, before i come to that verse i'll give you what what i what i mean by receiving let's read this verse in the amplified bible powerful verse okay first thessalonians chapter 2 verse 13 and we also thank god continually for this this is like pastor was talking about this yesterday in the in the in the in the meeting that when you received the word of god so who is this guy? Azariah is speaking by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. He's speaking the word into the hearts of people. Some random prophet. What is the meaning of, the, of this random prophet, <laughs> if you want to call it, the God who's helping and He wants to restore? Okay, the God who wants to help you and He wants to restore you. God always wants to help you. He always wants to restore you. The problem is we don't, we don't want to be restored. We don't want to be helped. So how does power come, he says, and we also thank God continually for this, that when you receive the word of God concerning salvation, which you heard from us, you what? Welcomed it as, not as the word of mere men, but as it truly is the word of God which effectually at work in you who believe. How does it work? Exercising its inherent supernatural power in those of faith. Now let me let me give an example as to how this happens. Okay, Peter, you can come here. Receiving. What did I say? Receiving. Stand over stand over here. Say, repent and be baptized. Hear that? He said, repent and be baptized. Now I'm going to have to respond. Have to receive. Thank you very much, Peter. Okay, I'll repent. Tata. Bye. That is one reception. That is what we call in Greek. The word is lambano. That's not lambadi. Lambano. Okay. Okay, there's another word in Greek to receive paralambano. You know what paralambano is? Repent and be baptized, say that. No, I'm convicted. Jump, come. Okay? Please come. Sit here. Teach me. Now what is happening to me? I've received his word Where? Into my heart and I am absolutely serious. Clinging to him. Because I believed. Okay. That is what we call as para lambano. You know a lot of people. Are a fantastic message. Thank you very much. Bye. That is receive. They will give you tithes and offerings also. And they'll go home. There's a second category of pe- people who are paralambano. They want to stand beside the word of God and that wa- that they, they want the word of God to be effective in their lives. They want to prove it. So they cling with the teacher. You can go back, Peter. Thank you. So what is it? Lambano? Paralambano. You see, lot of young people, I'll tell you know, there is already what we call as a filter. it's cancelling all these requirements from your mind. I know it very well. I can see your faces. You know, you receive the word, but you don't want paralambano. Lambano? Enough. Paralambano? No, 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 no. See. Faith comes by hearing, but power comes by receiving. Look at one example. Acts chapter 17, verse 30. Pastor was talking about it yesterday. Truly these times of ignorance, God overlooked. But now commands all men everywhere to repent. Now, who are these people who asked him to preach? These people have no other work but to listen to something new all the time. Hurry, today the message, same old message he is preaching. 2000 years back he was preaching the same thing. Today is preaching the same thing. Those are those kinds of people. They have no other work but to criticize what are they they sit on the on the on the easy chair and they start rating the preacher you know it's like ratemyprofessors.com. you know there are there's a website called ratemypreachers.com i'm sorry it's not there okay <laughs> okay if there was one ratemypreachers.com they will go to that ratemypreachers preachers.com and then they will rate him all sorry, anonymously of course obviously because they are scared you see they don't have, well today some, and in, in other words, every time they come to church, something new has to happen. They want to be entertained. You see? Look at what it says. Truly these times of ignorance, God has overlooked. But now commands, what does He do? He does not request. Huh? Repentance is what? A command? Not a suggestion. <laughs> as, as you know, no? God does not rule by Popular opinion, but by decree. Commands all men, where? Everywhere, all men, everywhere to repent because he has appointed a judge on which, on, 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 which he will, oh sorry, appointed a day on which he will judge the world in righteousness by the man whom he has ordained. He has given assurance of this to all by raising him from where? From the dead. You know what happens immediately? Look at the response. Sorry, where am I? Oh. It says, oh, am I, did I lose it? Sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah, where it says, some followed. Remember, oh, sorry, excuse me. Some followed, some said, we will hear it. Some other time, the third category of people, you know, who were who those th- third category of people? They clung with Apostle Paul and they believed. They clung. No question is: Do you cling? Are, we cling? are there clingers here in the house of God this morning? Are there resistors? Are there conformers? This morning, which category? You know the four kinds of soil: the hard soil. Which resists the word. That's what I told you, Know There are four kinds of people. The Alexander Coppersmith kind of a people. What do they do? Paul says, I handed this soul over to Satan first. Hoping that soul will somehow re- repent. Why did he hand him hand him over to Satan? Hand him over to Satan so that the flesh might be destroyed. But the soul will be said, but he never learned his lesson. You know, see, the problem is Alexander Coppersmith kind of people will never, will never learn their lessons. And you know what Paul says at the end of his letter, Alexander the coppersmith did me much harm. He resisted my words. May the Lord repay him according to his deeds. You also be careful. My goodness, do you want to end up with the Alexander coppersmith kind of a people? The second category of people, you know, the John Mark kind of a people. You know, the John Mark? Or initially full seal. But when the persecution arises for the word, what do they do? They are not cling; They'll run for their lives. Third category of people, Demas. What does is, what is Demas say? Demas, having loved this present age, has forsaken me. What has happened to them? The cares of this world, the deceitfulness of riches, and the desire for other things have come and shook the word, and they do not come to maturity. They do not complete the task for which God has ordained them. And the fourth category of people, Luke. The Dr. Luke kind of a people. He says, only Luke is with me, you should see the transition in the book of Acts, the Acts of the Apostles or the Acts of the Holy Spirit through the Apostles, where it says, After Paul and Barnabas, you'll see this transition. It is we, 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 through every storm, through every trial, one is one guy is there carefully chronicling all the adventures of the apostles, and who's that guy? Luke. You know what Timothy says? Everybody has forsaken me. Only Luke is left with me. He has clung to me. And that is the reason why one Gentile not non-Jew wrote two books. The gospel according to Luke and the Acts of the Apostles. The power is not in the hearing, my dear brothers and sisters. The power is in the clinging to the people who have brought the word to you. To their testimony. It's not lambano. Paralambano, you know, it's good to learn some Greek from time to time. And who, 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 to whom is the message? The message first begins with the elders, with the leadership. The message is always to the leaders. The message is always. I'm telling you, you have to understand. If you, if you are a father in the home, the message is for you this morning. Don't shirk from that responsibility. Whether you like it or not, today you are a father. Over. Period. Hear the words. Look at what it says. Judges chapter 5. Deborah. This is what Deborah has to say. Deborah and Barak, the son of Abinom, sang on that say. When the leaders, who, the, who are those leaders? When the locks are loose. You know who, are the, who the leaders are? These are the Nazarites who made a vow with the Lord. And they say, you know what? Lord, I got the word. I'm going to respond to the word. I'm going to take my rightful place. I'm going to cling to the word. See, this is a message. You know what the message is? The message always requires. That is the reason why I'm seeing the constituent elements of the message is very, very, very important. What is the message? What is demanding? What is it demanding from us so that we can appropriately respond? That is the reason why I'm looking at the message. The message is important. I've seen so many people. So many. Oh. Very few people remain faithful to the end, isn't it? Only one look of all the people who stayed with Apostle Paul. The odds are stacked, stacked against you, my dear brothers and sisters. My, against me also, if I'm not careful. When the leaders, lead in Israel, when the people willingly offer themselves, what is that? Bless the Lord. So where does the message come to? First, it comes to Asa and to all Judah and Benjamin. First to Asa. First to the leader. First to the men. First to the husbands. First to the fathers. Let us not be lazy men and procrastinate obedience. Obedience. It's a fashion of the, of the modern day. You know what it is? Procrastination. Second, first constitute, first part of the message, hear the word. Second, once you hear the word, be sure that the Lord is with you. What does it mean? What does it mean for the Lord is with you? Let us, let us look at a very important aspect from Jeremiah chapter 6 verse 16. No, actually there are some verses which I'm sorry, I'm missing here. Oh Lord have mercy. Where is that verse? Where Jehoshaphat was with the Lord. All right. All right. What is what is uh, if you if you can actually turn with me to second Chronicles chapter 7 uh, seven sixteen if I'm right. Just give me a minute, please. I have to get that. I'm sorry. I lost it here. Second <clears throat> Chronicles chapter sixteen. Uh, 16 or 17, where Jehoshaphat, uh, sorry, 17, 17, if I'm right, 17 and verse 3. Look at what, somebody can read it loudly. Yes, Peter, you can read it loudly. And the Lord was with Jehoshaphat because he walked in the earlier ways of his father, David. I wanted, so sorry, I missed it. It says, the Lord was with Jehoshaphat because he walked in the former ways of his father, David. What did, where did he walk? He walked in the former ways, in the ancient ways of his father. Look at what it says in Jeremiah chapter 6 verse 16. Okay. Look at what it says. This is what the Lord says. Stand at the crossroads and look. Ask for the ancient paths. paths. Ask where the good way is and walk in it and you will find rest for your souls. But you said we will not walk in it. There are ancient paths. Ancient paths. Why was the Lord with Jehoshaphat? He walked in the former ways of his father David. There are ancient paths. Look at one man of God. Look at, this is what he says. I think this is Chuck Swindle's statement if I'm right. Or maybe he was quoting somebody else. Look at what he says. Methods are many. Principles are few. Methods always change. Principles never do. Methods are many. Principles are few. Methods may change. Principles never do. You understand? Because ancient markings are changing. Look at what it says in Proverbs chapter 22, verse 28. Do not remove the ancient landmark which your fathers have set. There is landmarks, ancient paths, the age-old God who will never change because it's got to do with His holiness and His character. Methods might change. The way God works through Moses is completely different with the way God works through Joshua. The way God works through Elijah is completely different with the way God works through Elisha. Methods may change, but one thing, principles will never. Principles will never change. So Genesis chapter 39 verse 2. It says, excuse me, one minute, yes. Okay, yes. Sorry. One second, please. Apologize. Genesis chapter 39, verse 2. The Lord was with Joseph, and he was a successful man. He was in the house of his master, the Egyptian. And his master saw that the Lord was with him, and the Lord had made all he did prosper in his hand. Why? 39, verse 8 and 9. You look at the principle. But he refused. Why? Because there was an ancient marking. He didn't even know the law. Thou shalt not commit adultery. Thou shalt not look upon your neighbor's wife. Thou shalt not covet your neighbor's wife. Thou shalt not lust. The law says, thou shalt not commit adultery. But I say that if you lust after a woman in your heart, you've already committed adultery with her in, in your heart. What is that? Ancient markings. Ancient markings. And why was the Lord with him? Because he was with the Lord. He never compromised on his ancient markings. Ecclesiastes chapter 10 verse 8. He who digs a pit will fall into it and whoever breaks through a wall will be bitten by a serpent. Ancient markings. If you want the Lord to to be with you, and say Lord, people are changing. I will not change. I will change according to your word. But my principles will never do. Why am I saying this? We are living in a time where things are going crazy. Okay, I just want to bring to your attention something which I found out uh, recently when I was listening to One Man of God. This is uh, 2021. There's a San Francisco Gay Men's Choir. How many of you have heard of it? Heard of them? Anybody know? Knows about the Gay Men's Choir? This is what they have to say. They sang a song the other day. They have a San Francisco Gay Men's Choir. Okay. If you go to San Francisco, don't go there. All right. Look at what it says. This is what they sing. The lyrics. You think we are sinful? You fight against our rights. This is a song. Okay. This is the lyrics of the song. You say we all lead lives you can't respect, but you're just frightened. You think that we'll corrupt your kids. If our agenda goes unchecked, (laughs) funny, just this once you're correct we'll convert your children happens bit by bit quietly subtly and you can barely notice it you can ke- you can keep them from the disco warn them about san francisco okay prasa will mohan okay keeping them from the disco warn them about san francisco make them wear pleated pants we don't care we'll convert your children we'll make them tolerant and Fair? 2021, Gay Men's Square from of San Francisco. I mean, there was an uproar on the internet, by the way. All right. People are upset about it. Openly. Now, their agenda is very clear. Okay, we'll convert them bit by bit. We'll teach them about tolerance. You know what we're going to do? The ancient marks will slowly, slowly, slowly erode. And what's going to happen? People will not know the the difference between the darkness and light. In fact, they will call light, darkness, darkness, light. They will call good, evil, evil, good. They They will call God, Satan, Satan, God. The ancient parts. You can keep them from the disco. Warn them about San Francisco. By the way, I went that to, to that place, San Francisco. The rainbow flag is flying there. You See, become, people have become uh, very tolerant. Tolerant, tolerant. You know, there's this one uh, church in, I don't want to name the name of the church, no? Uh, It's in Montreal. Okay, Montreal church. Okay. The fundamentalist church, the reason why I like that church is this, no? Montreal is one of the places where everything is happening. Nobody says anything. Enjoy life. Okay. You can be whatever you want and you're accepted. In the midst of that absolute debauchery, if you will, there is one church, you know what they say? One thing we will do. Our land, our forefathers have taught us something very important. Stick to the KJV Bible. So we will stick to the KJV Bible. Because they are eroding every other translation. It is not a translation, it is an abomination. They are eroding the ancient marks. We will stick to the KJV Bible only. And the second thing, we will refuse to sing any modern songs. We will stick to the age-old hymns. Now, you may disagree or agree with, with them. Okay, we, 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 are not, we are not making a dogma out of KJV language, KJV, KJV Bible or sticking to the only hymns. You know what I appreciate about them? In the midst of a people who are absolutely given over to every other thing, where the ancient landmarks are being eroded, there is a church which says, you know what? The age-old things that our fathers, fathers have taught us, we are going to keep it no matter what happens. The culture will not change us. We will shape our culture. You know something? What I found in the church? One day, I was listening to the message. Wednesday, generally they have two services. Monday, uh, Sunday service and they have a Wednesday service. That Wednesday service, the pastor said, we are going to have something very, we'll have a surprise today. Seven young people are going to share the word today. Young people, I'm telling you, they're in the 17s or 18s or 19s, okay? 17s or 18s or 19s and the pastor said, I'm giving you each of you 7 minutes to preach. 7 minutes to preach and I have the clock. Within 7 minutes, I'll call you out. 7 minutes to preach and get out. We're all going to listen to you. You should see the kind of revelation 17, 18, 19, 20-year-olds had in a church. And I said, man, this man has a great heart, big heart. You know what he's doing? He's, he's he's mentoring the next generation who stick to the old landmarks and not compromise in a culture, in the midst of a culture which is given to compromise and debauchery. And when pastor said, I'm looking for one more preacher, he had seven more. seven more i was stunned by the revelations of 17 18 19 year old students you see you know what the blessing of a church which stands for the own ancient landmarks they're able to impact the next generation and they're able to preach the word and you know and the and the preacher stands look at me look at me look at me look at me i was a drug addict i was i came off the streets god transformed me changed my life you know what i'm going to do I'm going to And you know why it, why it happened? Because I went against the ancient landmarks, but one thing I will do, I will not change the ancient landmarks. I will come back to those roots. I will make sure that the boundaries which God has placed me under, I will not cross those boundaries, ancient landmarks. My dear brothers and sisters, this morning I want to ask you, do you have strong convictions like that? You know why the Lord is with them? Why was the Lord with Joseph? Because he refused to cross those ancient landmarks that God put him him under. Because you can keep them from the disco. You can warn them about San Francisco. But if you do not invest into the lives of your children, the next generation is out for a toss. That is the reason why Paul says, the things which I heard from you, from, from you should listen to one of the pastor's conference messages. It's recorded. If you don't have the recording, get it from uh, Dr. Luke, our Dr. Luke here, who clings to us every, every pastor's conference that we go to. He has recorded that message, talking about... What is the purpose of every leader? To find faithful people to whom we can entrust the gospel so that they can mentor others also. So the ancient landmarks that God has given to us will be propagated freely in our generation, in our church. So that we will have a testimony. We will be the salt of this earth. We will have, we will be the light of this world. They're coming. You know, think about it, no? Think about it, think about it. How many of you tolerate... Item songs on 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 uh, on uh, on television these days. No problem. So many items you have seen. Another item. You know those days, I used to hug their, hug the opposite gender like this. Have you seen old movies? Huh? Like this, they used to hug. Now we have the most amorous embraces and we are absolutely okay with that. And when they used to come together and kiss, then two flowers used to come like that. Now, lip lock. (laughs) Where? In Indian cinema. And you will fight for your rights now. Young people are laughing. This is not a laughing matter, my dear brothers. You think it's a laughing matter? You think it's a laughing, it's a joke. You think you think a word coming from the man of God is a joke? It's a joke. Now that is the reason why our my lives are messed up. You know why? Because it's a joke. It's actually an entertainment for us. We just want to listen to our word. Fantastic. We want to ease our conscience, saying that you know, today I heard anointed an anointed word, I have done my my work today. No requirement over my life. It is lumbano and not para-lumbano. See. It's not a joke. That is the reason why, you know what? I love to hear young people. <laughs> you know what? I want to learn from everybody. That day I learned seven incredible truths from young people. And I was, I was amazed at the revelation that God gave them. And I said, man, pastor, Your church may have 255 subscribers on the internet, but I'll tell you, yours is a successful church because you have mentored another generation which sticks to the age-old convictions that our forefathers have stuck to. My dear brothers and sisters, ask God today, Lord, whatever I've heard from this pulpit, whatever I've heard, I'm going to cling to it because in clinging to it is power and nothing else. I'll have the assurance that who's with me? The Lord is with me. Be sure that the Lord is with you. you. Second, when will the Lord be with you? I think we'll have only the time for the message. We'll look at the response later on. Okay, let's look at the constituent message. Let us get totally convicted and let us have a real heavy heart. Go back home. Let's come back later on for the response. Genesis chapter 39, verse 21. But the Lord was with Joseph and showed him mercy. And he gave him favor in the sight of the keeper of the prison. The keeper of the prison committed to Joseph's hand. All the prisoners who were in prison, whatever they did, it was, his, it was his doing. The keeper of the prisoner did not look into anything that was under Joseph's authority because, everybody say that now, because, loudly, Baba, the Lord was with him. Why was the Lord with him? You know why the Lord was with him? Because he was not lazy. Wherever he went, he was hard working. Oh, I'm in the prison now, depressed, oppressed, and you will sit there and whine for the rest of your life. Self-pity. That's the reason why I like the dialogue from Shoshank Redemption. Get busy living or get busy dying. <laughs> Look at what it says in Proverbs chapter 6. Go to the ant, you. You know what a sluggard is? Who's a sluggard? According to this, according to this Bible. A sluggard is a person who will never work when nobody's watching him. That's a sluggard. When people are watching him, come on, he's very injurious, not injurious, industrious. Supervision supervision is gone. Back to normal. Default state. You know, you should see the different different aspects of a sluggard. Sluggard is a person who's he's very lazy to bring the food to his mouth. Bah! Look at the laziness of the sluggard. The thing will not come. Bah! Another thing, sluggard will not roast his game. What will he not do? Ah, I mean, in other words, he will bring nice chicken from the from the shop and he will leave it on the cooking flat, not marinated, hoping but the great miracle of god the chicken will somehow become chicken 65 let me tell you something most of you are like that you know what the what the pastor does every sunday he hunts his game and he brings you what are you supposed to do tandoori chicken out of it what do you do lazy Thank you, Pastor, for so fantastic revelation. You will never become a Beryon. Go back to the word of God and search the scriptures. How long? Yes. How long did they search the scriptures? Daily. Daily. Slugger Slugger has another interesting, interesting response. Oh, there's a lion outside. Lion, lion, lion. I can't go outside, I will die. You see, anyways, you will die. Okay, that is imperative. You want to die with sores because of immobility in your body and cancer? Or you want to do something? Die going into the enemy's camp. That's exactly what the lepers did. You know what the lepers did? Lepers, who? Lepers. Lepers had said, hey, no, no. if we stay here, we will die. If we go into the uh, camp of Israel, we will die. The only chances for 50-50% survival if you if go into the enemy's territory and fight. So where do they go? Lion. Ask, ask ourselves this morning this question. Do can we have intense hard work when nobody's watching us? Is that our lifestyle? You know, God has strange ways to to tie you to the home. <laughs> this week I was tied to the home; I couldn't go anywhere. Okay, I just couldn't go anywhere. And both my daughters, like they were like sticking to me because my my wife was not well. And uh, I, I, I know now I realize how much they miss me. Actually, honestly, I'm I'm, I'm learning my lessons. No, they just come and cling to dad like that. No, I mean it's okay if emmanuela does it. She's like one leaf. But Abigail, my goodness, huh? Oh my goodness, she comes and sleeps, and like my body is hurting and aching. And I'm saying, Lord, I gotta preach on Sunday, i got to study. You should see. I was just looking for opportunities to just drag time out to listen to the word. Just drag time out. I'm so exhausted. Two days, I mean, <laughs> see, when you're not used to hard work, this is what happens. You know, suddenly you're exhausted for little work. <laughs> you see, oh, I'm sweating because you, you never worked hard, basically. That's the reason why, you know, uh, suddenly something is happening to your system and you're not used to it, right? You're not used to it. Like you go to the gym. You know, some people when they walk on the on the streets, how do, how do they walk? Not even a single iota of fat is going on. They run like this. What will happen to you, Baba? Will any fat burn? If you run like this, it is what we call a Pellinadaka. You know what pelinadika? You are walking down the aisle. Here comes the bride, forty inches wide. That's exactly they walk like this. Like this, you, I'm, like, I'm looking at them. You are expecting with this vigor for your fat to melt. They run like brides. You know how they go in shadi Khana? How they walk? They walk kilometers, Baba. The kilometers and kilometers they are walking, but how how are they walking? Not even a single fat will melt. You ask cardio exercises how they how they do it. You know, bah, bah, baba, if you go to cardio we, tomorrow, I'll not be able to see you. <laughs> 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 You'll disappear into thin air. You'll become paper only. Huh? All right, see. Vikram Pushti, Naiva Janishti. You see, the problem is this. You are not used to it. And suddenly what happens? If little pressure you put on, upon you, what will happen? Headache, body ache, back ache, amma. You see. Understand this, my dear brothers. We got a bunch of lazy youngsters these days, you have to accept it. If you are honest with yourself, you'll say, Lord, I am one lazy dum-dum. Lazy. We want everything just fed to our mouths like that. Those days, solution manual. To get a solution, I'm telling you honestly, when I went to my prof, I did not get a question to, uh, answer to a question. I said, sir, I'm not able to uh, solve this problem. You know what he said? Go under the banyan tree. Triple T has got banyan trees, no? Go under the banyan tree. And I said, okay, sir, what do I find there? Not the library. Meditate upon under the tree and meditate. You'll get the answer. I'm not getting the solution. But what do we have? Akash, Baiju. What is that? What else, Baba? Akash, Baiju, China, Narayana, Murti, Ramaya. Solution manual, solution manual, solution manual. Even to play chess, we have, the ch- we have the chess engine now. We will memorize the moves and we will go to the match. Lazy generation. Lazy generation. You know what's going to happen? You are going to get spores. What we call as, you know, because of immobility in your life, you will have all kinds of spiritual diseases. Okay. How long will you slumber? You know, the Lord is not with you if you are a lazy person. Let me tell you something. Honestly, straight up, categorical statement. The Lord is not with you if you are a lazy, spiritually lazy person. Because you can't go to heaven in in an easy chair for the Lord doesn't want any lazy bones there. Thank you very much. Understand this. Next. The Lord will be with you. You know why? 1 Samuel chapter 3, verse 19. So Samuel grew and the Lord was with him and let none of his words fall to the ground. Why? Now the Lord came and stood and called as other times. Samuel, Samuel. How old is he, Baba? As old as Sarah, maybe. Again, this old man, he doesn't have any other work. Baba, Daddy, please, Daddy. Oh, Be sure the Lord is with you. First message. Hear the words. Faith comes by hearing. And power comes by receiving. Say that. Ah. By receiving. Be sure that the Lord is with you. Because the ancient landmarks are dwindling. And the Lord is looking for people who will take those uncompromising stands, and they will say, you know what, I will burn if I have to burn, but I am not going to bow down to your image. Period. Over. It's done. I've already settled that question in my mind. So that even if the pressure comes, you know those convictions and those convictions, you know what they'll do? They'll put the fear of God in your heart. So even if you fall, you'll come back. But you don't have convictions. If the light in you is darkness, how great the darkness God If you seek him, he will be fond of you. meaning what? be an earnest seeker after God. The third part of the message: if you want to have your relationship restored with God restored and running, it is not just one day it's just not one day. You want that relationship to be restored and running. Everybody say that restored and running, say that and running. Be earnest. Be an earnest seeker of God. Hebrews chapter 11 verse 6. You know this verse very well, right? What does it say? But without faith it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to to God must believe that he is. And that he is a rewarder of all those who what? Oh. Superficially seek him? Not diligently seek him. How many diligent seekers? This morning in the house of the Lord. In other words... Until they get the solution, they will not get up from their, from their seats. That is the reason why the Lord is not looking for intelligence. <laughs> He's looking for, say that everybody. He's looking for diligence. I and mean, who cares about your, 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 your intelligence or lack thereof? Because intelligent people in the world are dime a dozen. What is that? A dime a dozen. But people with character, people with integrity, people with diligence, People who have the capacity to sustain long hours of opposition. Very few. Very few. You see, the message is very important for us as a church. Because we heard much. To whom much is given, much is required. Isaiah chapter 55 verse 6, because there is a time you know, there's a time. Remember there's a time. We looked at this verse in the previous contexts. Isaiah chapter 55 verse 6 onwards. Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon, call upon him while he is near. After that, after you can cry out to him. He will never even answer. He will not even see your face because when I called you, you did not answer. And now you're expecting me to answer you when you, when you call me. See, God knows how many of you are serious. Honestly, he looks into my heart. He knows how serious I am about God. Very, You can't fool God. You can fool yourself, you can fool your pastor, you can fool your wife, you can fool your congregation, but you can't fool God. You can't fool Him. See, the seriousness with which you see God cannot be hidden. I, I know it. See, I, I've seen in my walk with the Lord, I've seen very, very, very few people are serious. Very few people. A lot of people are therapy Christians. What Christians? Therapy. Hold me close, Christians. You know what? A lot of people say, Lord, I want to stay with you and cling to you, Christians. Very few. Very few. Seek the Lord. Well, he may be found. So this morning, God looks at your hearts. You know, he sees your heart. You cannot fool God. We cannot fool God. I cannot fool God with the intensity of my voice and the passion of my preaching. I can only, God only knows me when what I'm doing when nobody's watching me when there's no supervision over my life. I seek him or seek YouTube, Prime Video, etc, etc, etc. And the dozen other, there is no dearth for cheap entertainment these days, no? Z Z will bring the prices down. Netflix will bring the prices down. Oh, what is that? What is that? Act uh, Fiber will say, if you subscribe to this, Netflix free, Prime Media free, everything free. And God knows in all of this, who are diligent seekers and who are mere professors. Seek the Lord. Become an honest seeker. Psalm 32 verse 6. For this cause, everyone who is godly shall pray to you in a time when you may be found surely in a flood of great waters. They shall not what? Come near him. You are my hiding place. You shall preserve me from trouble. You shall surround me with songs of deliverance. That's exactly what pastor was praying this morning. He said, stay under the blood you are my hiding place. Seek when he is found. Seek the Lord. And when, is, when should you seek the Lord? Today is our day of salvation. Not tomorrow. Now. You make a decision today. Now. And say, Lord, I want to become an earnest seeker. I want to seek you in your word. I want to seek you in fellowship. I want to seek you in worship. I want to seek you in prayer. I want to seek you in praise. Every aspect of my life. I want to seek you. Even through the, through the work that you ordained for me. I want to seek you. That's exactly how many scientists were believers. You know why? What what they were doing? They were seeking God's ways through science. That is the reason why Newton wrote Principia Mathematica. That is only the one work you know. He wrote so much about God. And compared to the amount of literature about God and his literature in, in science, very less. Seeker. Become an honest seeker. So first thing, hear his words. Second thing, be sure that the Lord is with you. Third thing, become, become an earnest seeker. And then look at what it says in Matthew chapter 13 verse 15, 45. That is the reason why you should be, you should be willing to pay the price. You should be willing to pay the price. 45, 13, 45, and 46. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant seeking beautiful pearls who, when he had found one pearl of great price, went and sold all that he had. And what did he do? He bought it. Meaning what? You are worth it. He was seeking and seeking. And he found him and he said, Lord, you know what? I am giving my life for the seeking of God. That is the reason why he says, Seeking, when, 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 when? First. Everybody say first. First. The kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all those things will be added unto you. So, seek him. If you seek him, first thing. Hear the words. Second thing. Be sure the Lord is with you. So, the Lord is with you if you are with him. Right? Third. If you seek him, you will be you will be fond of him. Fourth thing, if you forsake him, he will also forsake you. You know what the fourth thing is? Honor the spirit of God. Everybody say that? Honor the spirit of God because he is very sensitive. Very, 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 very sensitive. If you do not honor him, he will just go away like that. That is the reason why it says, do not quench the spirit. Don't lie to the spirit. Don't Go against the spirit. Rebel against the spirit. Don't quench the spirit. Don't no, test the spirit. Don't insult the spirit of grace. You know what is going to happen? After a while, he's going to leave you. If you forsake him, he will forsake you. If you don't honor him, that is the reason why he says, those who honor me, I will honor. Everybody say that? Ah, Those who honor me, I will honor. If you lightly esteem me, I will also throw you away. I will reject you. That is the reason why coming to church on time is such an important exercise. You honor the Spirit of God, you honor the presence of God. You are not casual what do you say? Uh What do you say? What is prekshaka in Huh? Spectators, yeah. You're not spectators. You are people who are actively involved, even in the ministry of the word of God. You are actively engaging. You're eating it up. You're 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 sucking it up as much as you can. I mean, I'm, I can give you examples from my own life. I, I'm not telling something which I don't practice in my own life. I, I went to Isaac for a couple of days. I came back on a Saturday and uh, Saturday morning, stout, stout, uh, very tired. I couldn't, I didn't have the transportation to come to church. So first thing I do in the morning, go online and start listening to the message. My goodness, I tell you, pastor sounds more anointed on the YouTube. I was just sucking up every word because I generally I'm on live, uh, I'm on the live location. You know, rarely I'm there on the other side. I just missed the word. I said, boy, I missed the word. I missed the word. Do you miss the word? Do you honor the spirit of God? Do you honor the gathering of the saints? The problem is, the spirit of the Lord might have departed from you and you don't even know it. That's a problem. Many people have lost the touch of God. They have lost the touch of God. And you know what happens? Paul says, I talk about them weeping. You know why? Because they're the enemies of the cross. Their mind is on on earthly things. Their glory is in their shame. And their end is destruction. They've lost the touch of God over their lives. They start with incredible fervor. But they've they've lost it. You know why? Because they have not honored the spirit of God. The presence of the spirit of God in their lives. 1 Samuel chapter 16, verse 14 to 15. But the spirit of the Lord departed from Saul, and what happened? And a distressing because it's with you, you cannot there cannot be a vacuum. I told you they can they can never be a vacuum. Once the spirit of the Lord departs from you, you have a distressing spirit coming into your life, and that messes you up. Because why? He did not honor God. He quenched the spirit. He disobeyed the voice of God. Honor the spirit of God. Honor. Ultimately, if you do not honor the spirit of God, when the spirit of God, when the spirit comes, what does he do? He, what? Convicts the world of sin, of righteousness and of judgment. How will will there be conviction without the spirit of God? And if there is no conviction, can there be repentance? Answer, Look at this. Saul's servants said, A distressing spirit of the Lord from the Lord is troubling you. Do one thing, no, ask for David to come. Who is David? Uh, David is a guy who is filled with the spirit. What is he gonna do? He's gonna play his songs and his, his guitar and anointing is gonna flow through him, but what is he gonna get? What, what is, going, what is Paul going to get, Saul going to get? He's going to get nothing. He's going to get a temporary relief. They will, they'll come to the church on the Sunday morning. They will worship on Sunday morning. At least, that's what a thing that they're doing. They worship the Lord on Sunday morning. They feel good about themselves. They'll go back home to the same problems. Their lives haven't changed. Their decisions haven't changed. They, same, they waste the same amount of time. They waste the same amount of money. Their priorities have not changed. Nothing has, touched in, has been touched in their lives. You know why? Because they do not honor the presence of God and the Spirit of God. I know, I know how much of strength you have. We can know by how much we are able to say no to sin. Otherwise you can be used of God. But that's just a, just a gift. Chapter chapter 16. Then she lulled him to sleep on her knees. Called for a man. Had them shave off the seven locks of the head. And she began to torment him. And she began to torment him and his strength left him. And she said, the Philistines are upon you, Samson. So he awoke from his sleep and said, I will go out as before at other times and shake myself free. But he did not know that the Lord has departed from him. You see, That's a problem. Suddenly the day of reckoning will come. Crisis will come. And you'll know that you don't have strength to face the crisis in your life. You see, one viral fever, everybody's saying, oh, you're viral fever. Huh? Those people there in the church in China, they're getting persecuted left, right and center. That is the reason why we don't want to read the early morning devotion. You know why? Yes. Baba, once more, please, just leave us alone, pastor. Can you send me something nice, please? Something which will comfort me. No comfort. Do you get comfort when you read the morning devotion? hmm Understand this. So first, honor the spirit of God. The fourth one is what? Honor the spirit of God. Let's review that. Hear my words. Okay, then be sure that the Lord is with you. Son, become an earnest seeker of the word of God. Fourth one, honor the spirit of God. Fifth one, Be strong. Be strong meaning what? You know the word for strong in the the, the Hebrew languages? Repair and strengthen. Everybody say that? Repair and strengthen. Repair and strengthen. What? Which is those cracks in your life. Wherever God is showing the cracks in your relationship with God. The cracks in your relationship with your brothers and sisters. Your cracks in your relationship with your father and mother. Your cracks in your relationship with your pastor. The cracks in your relationship with anybody on this earth. What is that? Repair strengthen. Repair strengthen. Repair, strengthen. Cracks with your relationship with you, in your relationship with your wife. The most important. <laughs> That's the most important. Whether you like it or not, you are stuck. The moment you put the ring. It's over. You know what you said? I forsook all others. I am stuck with you for life. That's it. Over. Not gonna change. And it's important for me. Because it's important to God. Look at what it says. Nehemiah chapter 3, verse 4. The next unto him repaired. You see that word repaired? Meremoth, the son of Uriah, the son of Koz, Next to him, them repaired. Meshulam, the son of Barakiah, the son of Meshizabel, and next to him repaired Zadok, meaning everybody started repairing, strengthening those things which have fallen down. In other words, don't be lazy in strengthening, strengthening those things which have fallen down in your lives. Take immediate action. Take immediate action. Strengthen. Become strong. Meaning what? Take immediate action. Start strengthening. Nehemiah chapter 3 verse 6. Moreover the old gate repaired. Everybody started repairing and strengthening. You see that? Revelation chapter 3. And unto the angel of the church of Sardis write, these things says he who has the seven spirits of God, who has the seven stars, I know your works, that you have a name, that you are alive, but you are what? dead. So what should you do? Be watchful and strengthen the things that remain, that are ready to die. For I have not found your works perfect before God. That is one of the things of lazy people. You know what to do? They start a work and they don't finish it. They start a work and they don't finish it. They do not have the courage of conviction and the tenacity to, to see a work through. So they cannot be trusted in anything. In other words, if I give this fellow this work, I might as well do it myself. Repair and strengthen. Remember therefore how we have received and heard and hold fast and repent. If therefore thou shalt not watch, I will come as a thief and thou shalt not know what hour I have come upon you. Proverbs chapter 30, look at what it says. I went by the field of the lazy man, and by the vineyard of the man devoid of understanding, and there it was, all overgrown with thorns, its surface was covered with nettles, its stone wall was broken down, and then I looked at it When I saw it, I considered it well. I looked on it and received instruction. A little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding out of hands. And your poverty shall come like a prowler and your need like an armed man. And suddenly the Philistines will be upon you and you have no strength. You know why? Because you have not strengthened things, areas in your life. You know all your weak areas? Everybody knows what your weak areas are. And say, Lord, strengthen me, Lord. I know. these. See, if you do not work on relationship, everything is a relationship, you know. If you got, if you don't work on a relationship with your wife, thorns, thistles, everything will start off. And instead of loving each other, you'll poke each other. And you'll use signs. What will you use? Instead of giving roses, you'll give apples. What did I say? You know why? Apples are also from the rose tree. And what will happen? She will give you nice. Not that way. Some other way. See, every relationship has to be worked upon. That is the reason why the message was for the leader. The leader, the leader. How much of junk we have accumulated over the years, God will show you. You know what? We need to take time. Say, Lord, where have I gone weak? What are the areas which I have to first thing, do one, chuck it out. Let me chuck the internet out, if I have to. Chuck the telephone out, if I have to. Repair and strengthen, Hebrews chapter 2. Therefore we must give more careful attention to the things that we have heard, lest we drift. You know what drifting is, right? The word for drift is very interesting. Going with the flow, that's what it means. (laughs) What are we? Going with the flow. (laughs) Wherever the world is going, you're also just going along with them. You don't have strength. To resist. So, first lesson again. Let's review. What's that first lesson? Hear the words. Second. Yeah, be sure that the Lord is with you. Third. Become an earnest seeker of the word of God. Fourth. Honor the spirit of God. Fifth. Repair and strengthen those things in your life God is showing. That's the fifth lesson. Sixth lesson. Whenever you start repairing, expect opposition. Everybody say that? You know, where do you get the opposition? From your flesh. The greatest fellow, greatest opposition is your fellow, this fellow. (laughs) This fellow who does not want to reduce. Look at this nice putta. He's very nice, Navijay. Look, you looks very handsome and good and cute. No! The flesh lusts against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. Sixth lesson. Let not your hands grow weak in in the face of opposition. Look at what happens in Ezra chapter 4. Ezra chapter 4. Now when the adversaries of Judah and Benjamin, uh, let me tell you something. When Judah and Benjamin Asa heard these words, you need to understand. You think the enemy is absolutely happy. Oh, so nice. No, you will have opposition. You will have opposition. The opposition could be from your own family, the flesh and blood. It could be your own flesh. Your own flesh will oppose you because the flesh lusts against the spirit and the spirit lusts against the flesh and they are what? In contradiction, in competition actually with one another. So that you do not do the things that you want to do. When the adversary, adversaries of Judah and Benjamin heard that the children of, children of the captivity builded the temple unto the Lord God of Israel. Then they came to Zerubbabel and to the chief of the fathers and said unto them, let us build with you, for we seek your God as you do. And we do sacrifice unto him the days of Ashadon, king of Ashur, which brought us the altar. And they said, no, no way. You know immediately what happened? But Zerubbabel and Joshua and the rest of the chief of the fathers said unto them, you have nothing to do. And verse four, that the people of the land weakened the hands of the people of Judah and troubled them in the building. They are strengthening the walls. What happened? They weakened their hands. They weakened their hands. So what do you do? They hired counselors against them to frustrate their purpose. All the days of Cyrus, king of Persia. Even until the reign of Darius, king of Persia. And what happened? When the copy of the letter of Artaxerxes' letter was read before the Rehum, the Shemshai, verse 24, they ceased the work of the house of God which is at Jerusalem. So they ceased under the second year of the reign of Darius. What happened? Their hands became weak because they were frustrated. There was opposition. There was persecution. And they were also lazy in their own flesh. Who strengthened their hands? Let me tell you. Nehemiah chapter 6 and verse 9 also. For they all made us afraid, saying, their hands shall be weakened from the work, that it be not done. Now therefore, O God, strengthen my hands, says Nehemiah. My Lord, strengthen my hands. How How will your hands be strengthened? Let me tell you how your hands will be strengthened. I will give you a clue. Ezra chapter 5. Then the prophet Haggai and prophet Zechariah, the son of Ido, prophesied unto the Jews that were in Judah and Jerusalem, in the name of God of Israel, even unto them, then rose up Zerubbabel, and the son of Shealtiel, and Joshua, the son of Zodog, and they began to build the house of God. What happened? They started listening to the prophetic word. They started getting strength from the word of God, and they said, Lord, we are not going to give up on this. Let me tell you something. One of the ways, the best ways you can overcome all kinds of weakness in your spirit is constantly listening to the word of God. And you have you have tons and tons of resources. Even in our own website, you have tons and tons of messages. Constantly let the washing of the water of the prophetic word wash all the filth and strengthen you. It's the word of God which will give you strength. Let not your hands be weakened in the presence of opposition. Expect opposition. Expect opposition in your own flesh, from your own flesh and blood, from, from all kinds of principalities and powers of darkness. But stay strong. Be strong. And listen, by listening to the prophetic word. Hmm? Ephesians chapter 6 verse 10. In conclusion, be strong in the Lord. Draw your strength from Him and be empowered through your union with Him. How will you be empowered? Through your union with Him and in the power of His boundless might. Amen. So first thing. First thing, hear His words. Second thing, be sure that the Lord is with you. Third thing, yeah, become an honest seeker. Fourth thing, honor the Spirit of God. Fifth thing, be strong, sing, expect opposition. Strengthen and build, expect opposition, but in the presence of opposition, let your not, hands not grow weak. And the final one, seventh one, you know what? Your labor will be rewarded. Amen. Everybody say that. Your labor will be rewarded. Your labor will be rewarded. Hebrews chapter 6 verse 9. But beloved, we are confident of better things concerning you. Yes, things that accompany salvation. Though we speak in this matter, for God is not unjust. To forget your work and labor of love, which you have shown toward his name, in that you minister to the saints, and do minister, and we desire that each one of you show the same diligence to the full assurance of hope until the end, that you do not become sluggish, but imitate those who through faith and patience inherit the promises. Why? 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 Because your labor will be rewarded. Amen? Galatians chapter 6, verse 7. Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever a man sows, that also he will reap. For he who sows to the flesh will also reap corruption. But he who sows to the Spirit will of the Spirit reap everlasting life. And let us not grow weary while doing good. For in due season, we will reap if we do not lose heart. Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all, especially to those who are of the household of faith. Be sure that your labor will be rewarded. Be rewarded. One of the final verses which I learned from Sister Elsa, which I believe, for, I claim for myself as well. Jeremiah chapter 31 verse 16. Look at what it says. Thus says the Lord, refrain your voice from weeping and your eyes from tears for your work shall be rewarded, says the Lord, and they shall come again from the land of the enemy. So seven constituents of the message. Okay. Seven. So let us look at the response in the time that we have. Let us look at the response. The message and the response. The message and the response. I love the response. First one, he took courage. (laughs) What did he do? He took courage. Second, he gathered the people. What did he do? He gathered the people. Then third, he threw away the idols and cut off every earthly tie. Fourth, he repaired the altar. Fifth, he renewed the covenant. He repaired the altar. He renewed the covenant. Five responses. He took courage. What did he do? He took courage. We need courage. Courage to what? Not to fight the enemy. You know what we need, to, we need, we need courage for? We don't need the courage to fight the enemy. We need courage to obey God. What do we need courage for? We need courage to obey God. But once you're sure that the Lord is with you, if the Lord is for you, who can be against you? Joshua chapter one verse five. No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life, as I was with Moses. I also will be with you now. See that the assurance now is gone. What does he say? Be strong and have good courage. For this people you have divided for this people you shall divide as an inheritance the land which I swore to their fathers to give them. Okay, and then it says, only be strong and very courageous that you may observe to according to all that the law has commanded to obey. Take courage to obey. Take courage to obey. Philippians chapter 1 verse 12. But I want you to know, brothers, that the things which have ha- happened to me have actually turned out for the furtherance of the gospel. So that it has become evident to the whole place, palace guard and to all the rest that my, ch- that my chains are in Christ. And most of the brethren in the Lord, having become confident by my chains, are much more bold to speak the word without fear. You know what? They are obeying in the midst of opposition because they know that the Lord is for them and not against them. They have the assurance. So, take Courage. Second response. They gather together. What does it say? They gathered together. 2nd Chronicles chapter 15 verse 9 and he gathered all Judah and Benjamin and the strangers with them out of Ephraim and Manasseh and out of Simeon for they fell to him of Israel in abundance when they saw that the Lord was with him. What is happening over here? You see, when uh, uh, Solomon was, the reign of Solomon was over, we know the story. The northern tribe had uh, 10 tribes and the northern kingdom called Israel had 10 tribes and the southern kingdom of Judah called had 2 tribes. You know what happened? There were a lot of believers in the northern kingdom which was going into apostasy they said you know what we want to become a part of something in which God is so intimately involved and they started coming and joining with with who? Asa you know what happens? The moment you start to seek God with all of your heart God is going to bring people who have the same vision who have the same heart and he will add to your numbers and what happen, you will increase in strength not just because you have numbers because you have the people who share your vision and your burden that's the reason why it says the Lord added to the church every day. Those who are being saved. Every day. For they fell to him out of Israel in abundance when they saw that the Lord was with him. They gathered. I'll tell you something. Be a part of the church which is going somewhere. Which has a vision and a purpose. Gather there. Okay. Just don't finish your duty because you became a part, of, because you came on a Sunday morning to listen to a word. No. Become actively involved. Luke's Gospel chapter 11 verse 23. We know this verse very well. He who is not with me is what? Against me. And he who does not gather with me, what does he do? Scatters abroad. You know what you should do? Pastor, I'm there, I'm there with you. The very first thing I told pastor once I came to the church, I said, Pastor, I'm there with you. You can count on me. Whatever you ask me to do, I will do. No questions asked. No questions. You have know, very few people you will find like that. Whatever you ask me to do, I will do. I am going to gather with you. I am not going to scatter abroad. I am going to gather with you. I am going to back you up. I am there with you. You have my support. Can we? Do we have the audacity to say that? <laughs> the boldness and the courage and the, of conviction to back it up. No matter what. You know what we do? How do we say that? Pastor, I am backing you up. I come to every meeting. Not when I'm in full-time ministry. I used to come to every meeting when I was in full-time work. Every meeting. Every meeting. I was doing a PhD. I was doing a full-time job. I was having a family. And I was there for every meeting in the church. You know why? Because I am gathering with my pastor. Simple. And if it offends you, I'm sorry. I'll tell you something. Talent is dime a dozen. God is looking for character. I'm gathering. I'm not scattering. It doesn't mean that I'm going to become slack in my work for the sake of attending church. No. I'm not going to miss out on my testimony at work. No. But because I am faithful, To God, God is going to help me to be faithful in my work. Because I seek the kingdom of God and his righteousness. What? First! You see, people for one meeting, they'll get, they have so many excuses to say. So far, this is so far. Let me find a church which is so near to my home. Now it is online. You don't have to even gather. I mean, the worst thing that can happen to us in this last days is this online business. I'm not saying because you have to stay back for some some medical reasons, that's a different thing altogether. I'm saying, forsaking the assembly, I can't stay. You see, when I go out, I miss church. Honestly, I'm telling you, I miss church. I just miss church. And I miss my office. (laughs) I'm sorry. I miss my Sammy, I miss my Peter, and I miss my Dr. Luke. I just, when I come back, I'm like, oh my God, I'm home. I'm home, sweet home. (laughs) Honestly. I'm there. I love it. I miss church. I mean, it's it's just me. I don't know. Maybe because I paid the price for not being a gatherer for so many days. I said, I've learned my lesson. I'm going to take these things very seriously. They gather together become a part of something which you know for sure God is a a part of. God is here in this place. Let me be a part of it. No matter what. And I know opposition is going to come. But I want to gather. I want to back up my pastor. Whatever it is, I'm going to back him up. I'm there for every meeting. Even if I've heard the message 2500 times, I will still hear with the same vigor because I I want him to know that I'm backing him up. You understand that? Sometimes if the joke, if you've heard the joke 7500 times, you still laugh. Oh, I heard this joke. Same old joke. Laugh. Okay. Back. This is what we call as active involvement. Don't become, you know what we call as, uh, what is it? Captive audience. You know what captive audience is? It's actually a... Pastor says, are all a captive audience. I said, pastor, please don't say that. You know what captive audience is? You know, there, there are what we call as prompts. You know what prompts are, right? When you have a, a comedy show. When, they, when that fellow cracks a stupid joke, everybody starts laughing. Who is that fellow who is laughing? There, there's one fellow who is prompting. Laughter. Everybody laughs. That's a captive audience. Then again, there's a prompt. Clap! Everybody claps. Because there's a captive audience. You see sitcoms? Suddenly there's laughter at a stupid joke. Clap at at nothing. Because there's a prompt. Laugh. Smile. Show surprise. Say, ooh! Gather together. Don't scatter. What sayest thou, children? Hmm? They gather together. Hebrews chapter ten, verse twenty-three. It says they gather together daily for the apostles' doctrine. Is it not? Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering for he who promises faithful and let us consider one another in order to stir up for love and good works, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as in the manner of someone is some is, but exhorting one another and much more as you see that day approaching. So the next response is what? They gathered. Then for th- thirdly, they threw off all their idols. What did they do? They threw off all their idols. You know, I'll tell you what an idol is. They threw away their stubbornness. What is that? <laughs> I don't know what stubbornness is. It's an urge. Peter, one more. Okay, once more. Okay. I'll tell you what an, what an urge is, okay? The word of God is coming. Just imagine that this is a lie. Okay, lie, 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 okay? This is the mind of Vijayitakota and this is the word which is coming. And the word of God is truth and it is saying to Peter, a lie, get out, get out, get out, get out. You know what Peter says? I urge, please let me stay here, please. Let me stay here. Don't go, don't go, don't go, don't go, don't go. That is what a stubbornness is. Don't go. You can go back. Thank you, Peter. Don't go, don't go, don't go. Urge to stay. You compel him to stay. You will make things comfortable for him to stay. You don't throw it out. Are you comfortable in dirt? First Samuel chapter 15 verse 23. For rebellion is a sin of witchcraft. And stubbornness is what? Iniquity and idolatry. Stubborn? The unwillingness to change. The inertia... You like the Newton second law, huh? No? Everybody con- continues in a state of rest or of uniform motion unless acted upon by an external force. Even the external force is what? Unstoppable force, immovable object. Throw, throw away a stubbornness that that thing inside of your heart which says, which urges, the urges in, in, inside of you to not allow those lies to get out of your heart. Ezekiel chapter 2 verse 7. And thou shalt speak my words unto them, whether they will hear or whether they will forbear. For they are what? Most rebellious. But you, son of man, hear what I say. Be not thou rebellious like the rebellious house. Open your mouth and eat what I give you. So when I looked, and behold an hand that was sent to me, and lo, a roll of book that was inside it, And he spread it before me and it was written within and without and there was written there in lamentations and mourning and wow and what did he do? Nicely ate it and enjoyed it and did not rebel. Throw away your stubbornness, my dear brothers. And throw away everything which which holds on to that stubbornness. Look at what he does. 2nd Chronicles chapter 15 verse 16. And also concerning Maka the mother of Asa the king. He removed her from being queen because she made an idol in a groove. And Asa cut down her idol, stamped it and burnt it at the valley of Kidron. In other words, every relationship in my life that is going to allow me to hold on to my idol. I am just going to cut it off. Can you do it? Jacob loved Rachel, and Rachel brought her idols. Messed his life up. Second, the fourth one, they repaired the altar. Repaired the altar. Romans chapter 12. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing. This is your true, proper Worship. In other words, have a worshipful, worshipful, worshipful heart. First thing, have a worshipful, a worshipful heart. Second, have a yielded body and have a transformed mind. How does, how do you have a transformed mind? Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be renewed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove that which is good, acceptable and perfect will of God. Repair the altar. Get back to God. Repair the altar. And the fourth, and the fourth thing, they renewed their covenant. Second Chronicles 15 verse 11. And they offered the Lord at the same time 700 bulls and 7,000 sheep from the spoil that they had brought. Then they entered into a covenant to seek the Lord their God of their fathers with their whole heart and with their entire soul. And whoever would not seek the Lord God of Israel would be put to death, whether small or great, whether man or woman. We don't do this in the new covenant. You know what do we, what do, we do in the new covenant? Every relationship that's going to hinder from us completely and wholeheartedly following the God, following the Lord, we'll cut off that relationship and we'll say death to that relationship. That is not going to influence me anymore. My friends, my family, whoever it is. They renewed their covenant. Psalm 50 verse 4. He shall call the heavens from above and to the earth that he may judge the people. Gather my saints together to me. Those who have made a covenant with me by sacrifice how do they how do you have a covenant by sacrifice you can never have a covenant without sacrifice they sacrifice the best that they had and they say lord i am there with you we are making a covenant and everything which is going to hinder us from following hard after you we are going to remove it from our lives they renewed their covenant second chronicles chapter second corinthians chapter 10 verse 4 for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal but mighty in god for the pulling down of strongholds what do we do we cast down arguments stubbornness, high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bring every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ and being ready to punish all disobedience until your obedience is fulfilled. You see, I just wanted to expand upon this, but I'm just giving you a gist. We can do it later on. Let me just look at the response. One response. Let us once, once and for all, let's sum up the response. He took courage. He gathered the people. He threw away the the idols and cut off every earthly tie. He repaired the altar and he renewed the covenant. There's a message and there's a response. So this morning God is asking us, you heard the word. The question is, will you receive the word? You heard the word, but will you receive the word? Ultimately, your life and the way that you are going to progress in your Christian life and your spiritual walk ultimately will depend upon your response. Faith without works is dead. As a body without the spirit is dead. This evening, this morning rather, even as we are here in the house of the Lord, on the 14th of November, 1133 a.m., Will there be a people who will say, Lord, I will make a covenant with you. And if you want to make a covenant, let us stand this morning. This morning, let us stand and say, Lord, I want to hear your word. I want to ensure that you are always with me. I want to become an earnest seeker. I want to honor the spirit of God in my life. I want to strengthen those things which have become weak in my life. I want to press on in the midst of opposition. I want to have this conviction that my work will not grow go unrewarded. I want to make a covenant with God this morning and say Lord no matter what I have decided to follow Jesus. No turning back. No turning back. The cross before me the world behind me no turning back every earthly tie even if it is my closest of the closest like Moses refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter and it was not easy for him for he had a mother who loved him genuinely took care of him when he was absolutely helpless who gave him the education that he had received in Egypt which one day is going to help him to write the five five books of the law and yet in the in the presence of such sentiment and opposition to gravitate to an earthly relationship he said no his mother it was not easy for him his mother would have said Moses how could you do this to me of all that I did for you you were helpless crocodiles would have swallowed you Moses if you come alongside my path you can get whatever you want you can become the prince of Egypt and one day you can rescue your people if that is your burden but Moses said no no, 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 no no the work of God has to have the approval of God and it will have the approval of God only if it is done in the ways of God and this morning There is some pharaoh's daughter who is drawing some of your hearts with sentiment. But notice and understand that in the kingdom of God there are no sentiments. There is only truth. And if our emotions are not backed up by the truth of the word of God, they lie to us and they become idols and they stay stubborn in your heart this morning we can say Lord those emotions which have become idols which have stayed stubborn I want to get rid of them I don't want to say goodbye Word. (laughs) I stay no longer with you oh Lord I want to cling to you I just want to receive your word I want to cling to your word Lord I want, to move, I want to make the word of God absolutely comfortable in my life and in my heart. The word of God is welcome in my place. I want to be like Mary and not Martha. Who is distracted with 150 things. I want to be there sitting at Jesus' feet. I don't want to be lambano. I want to be lambano this morning. And I want to be intentional about my decision. Father, this morning, you know the hearts of your people, O Lord. None of us fool you. You know sincere hearts. You know those hearts which are seeking for truth. Who are yearning for truth. Who are tired of lies. Who are tired of defeat. Who are tired of constantly failing. And I say, Lord, I want to restore my relationship with with you this morning. I want to hear your words. Not only increase my faith, but increase my power. I want you to stay with me, O Lord. I want to have the assurance that you stay with me. I don't want to compromise on those ancient landmarks that my forefathers have taught us, even through your word. Lord may you find such people in this congregation this morning seeking hearts people who have already made a decision and who are not waiting for the appropriate time My Lord I am going with you all the way like Luke only Luke was with me the Bible says this morning oh Lord May you find in this congregation at least a few if not everyone who the desire to follow hard after you and to restore that relationship this morning. Let us lay aside every weight and every sin that so easily besets us, besets us and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. Looking unto Jesus the author and the perfecter of our faith Father this morning we just want to thank you once again for every opportunity that you give to us to renew our covenant with you we want to say like Job Lord even if you slay me I will still follow you because I have there is no plan B oh Lord I am not going to drop down here I didn't come I didn't follow you I did not give up everything just to get, just to get, get by with a bare minimum oh Lord I want to do everything that you want me to do on this side of eternity. I don't want to death. let death come into any area of my life. Make me complete, O oh Lord. Jesus, Jesus, lover of our soul, the joy of our desire, fill us with your power this morning. Let faith arise in the hearts of your people. Thank you, Lord praise you Lord, we worship you Father we thank you Father for your goodness and your mercy in our lives you are a merciful God it is the Lord because you love us you chasten us, even if the word is hard because you love us, thank you Lord that you chasten us because you love us otherwise we are the wrong seed O oh Lord we are still, still a brood of the wiper the deceptions in our hearts with lies and hypocrisy without without any genuineness Jesus we worship you thank you Lord we praise you Lord we worship you Father we give you glory we give you honor even as your children go about another another week Lord Jesus I pray Lord Jesus that they will have the fire of the word of God burning in their hearts because the purpose of the ministry of the word is not a big head it is a burning heart Lord, as your disciples said, did not our hearts burn when we heard the scriptures? And this morning I pray Lord, you would rekindle the fire inside of each one of our hearts. That we will seek you. We will seek you, seek to honor your spirit and to fear your presence. Bless us this morning to that end I pray. May the God of peace fill our hearts with love and compassion. Love for you and compassion for our brothers. Thank you Lord, we praise you. We give you glory, honor and praise. In Jesus' mighty name we pray and all God's children said, Amen. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of the Father and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit rest and abide with each one of us. In Jesus' name we pray, Amen. Amen.